0: of a child who is dreaming of what life may bring, there is joy born today, close your eyes and let your heart sing, Christmas is joy, joy for the children, joy for the world. for the world hope that one day we will see all our hearts filled with joy and love and such divinity Christmas is peace peace, peace for, for the children, children. Peace, peace for, for the. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas.
1: Yes,
2: Merry Christmas, and that song was by our own Laurie Dockin. Good morning, everyone. We're glad you've joined us for this Sunday service today. Our in-person services are at 9.30 and at 11.30 a.m. Central Time. We live stream this 9.30 a.m. service, and we want to welcome our live stream audience today. Welcome. Watch our services anytime on demand um, at our website or on our YouTube channel. This afternoon at 1 p.m., Linda Nieb, Yoga instructor and health coach um, will be presenting a workshop, The Power of Breath How to Access Present Moment Awareness. Join us then for fun and in- information. Learn how the breathing affects your moods, along with the techniques for proper, pop, better posture, stress relief. <laughs> And relaxation, I'll be there this afternoon. Um, (laughs) Tomorrow morning, uh, tomorrow night, tomorrow night is our remembrance service. Uh, Join us in person or a live stream for this service of remembering as we hold those we love close to our hearts. Submit names to the church office and we'll light a candle in honor of your loved ones who have passed. Today is the last day to drop off youth gifts for Prism's holiday toy shop. Unwrapped gifts can be placed under our Christmas tree out in the garden court. Monetary donations are also gratefully accepted. Choose the Prism Fund on our website donation page. We have two openings for Board of Trustees in 2022. If you are interested in learning more about what it means to be a board member, you are invited to attend an informational meeting on Tuesday, December 14th on Zoom. In addition to supporting our church with your time, your talent, and your treasure, you must be a registered member and have taken Lessons in Truth and One Other Unity class. Lessons in Truth will be taught again in January for those of you who haven't taken it and wish to be considered. Don't miss our annual holiday. Sing along with Laurie Dockin and Aaron Schwab on Sunday afternoon, December 19th. All ages are welcome. Bring the family and enjoy the songs. Details on all of our upcoming events and activities are on our church website on Facebook page, and for our weekly emails happening at Unity, which comes out on Tuesday, and peak at the Week on Thursday. You can always email or call the church office for more information. And now, Reverend Pat, if you would lead us in our opening prayer.
3: Thank you, Reverend Tony, and I invite you to join me in our opening prayer. Just go to that place in your heart and in your mind where you know and you feel God's presence today. And I invite you to allow these words to be your thoughts today. I affirm and I know that I am one with the peace and the power of God. This God is known by many names. I know that peace is the power at the heart of God. For in God, I live and move and have my being. The peace of God is the power at the center of me. I know that I am one with this God, one with this power, and that I always have the peace of God available to me. Today, on this second Sunday of Advent, I allow nothing to disturb this blessed assurance of peace. I let perfect peace rule in my heart, and I am thankful. No matter what happens to me, the power And the presence of God are there to comfort me, protect me, to heal me, now and forever. So today I look for, affirm, and experience the peace of God within our world, within our country, within our state, our city, and within our community, Unity Minneapolis. Today I go forth as that peace of God and allow this peace of God within me to flow into our world and into our community. Thank you. Thank you, God. And we hold all of those that have requested our prayers today in this peace of God, this love of God. And we are grateful. So it is great joy and appreciation that we say thank you. Thank you, God. And so it is. Amen. Today is the second Sunday of Advent. The four weeks preceding Christmas are referred to as Advent. Advent means the coming. In many faith traditions, this dark time of winter is celebrated with a season of lights. In the Jewish tradition, Hanukkah is a festival of lights. In the African-American tradition, the celebration of Kwanzaa, also incorporates the lighting of candles. In the ancient Druid tradition, there were fires lighted to celebrate the power of the light. In the Christmas tradition, the light refers to the story of the birth of Jesus, which is symbolized the possibility for the Christ Spirit, the Holy Spirit, God, to be born in us, that we become aware of our own spiritual potential. And we use the time of Advent and the symbols of the Christmas season to keep this ongoing possibility alive in us. Last week, we lit the candle of hope and faith. And the second candle represents peace. And is often symbolized by an angel. An angel is a messenger from God. And so are all like Christ's thoughts that are, messenger, are messengers from God. It is our God thoughts that guide us and lead us to an awareness of our own indwelling Spirit of God, just as the shepherds were led to Jesus from the angel's words. The angel's message to the shepherds was peace on earth, goodwill to all people. The angel's words guided the shepherds to the place where they could find and experience that that experience of God. And when we respond to our God thoughts, we are at peace. And we, too, are able to experience the peace, the goodwill in all circumstances of our lives. So this morning, we light the second candle for peace. I'm going to invite the Anderson family to come forth. That would be Jennifer and Jim Anderson, uh, Berkeley and Pruitt and Emmerich. Let's appreciate this beautiful family here this morning. Thank you. Thank you. And you may be seated. Like the shepherds, we are on a journey to the quiet of a stable, to the quiet of inner peace, where we each get in touch with our own experience of God. Our candle today is for peace, and when we open ourselves to more of God's light, we are open to creating more peace inside of ourselves. If you're able to do so, we invite you to stand for our opening song. Thank you, and please be seated. Good morning. morning. We're so glad that you're with us this morning, and we certainly welcome those that are live streaming with us today as well. You know, unity is that open and welcoming, inclusive community, and we teach practical things that help us to live meaningful and healthy and prosperous lives. One of our core values is that of welcoming. And so this morning, we welcome you here in our sanctuary, and we welcome you online as well. So today, my dear friends, if you are new to unity or you feel like you are new to unity, we want to give you a very special welcome. Just take your courage in your hand and raise your hand as I raise my hand. New or feel like you are new to unity this morning. I thought I recognized everyone in the sanctuary. And I don't recognize everyone streaming with us today, though, I can assure you. So, my dear friends, if you're streaming with us and if you're new or you feel like you're new, there's a contact card there. And if you fill out that, someone from our staff will reach out to you and make that personal one on one connection. All of that is important. And yet, one of the most important things that I say on this platform each and every Sunday morning is this, and that is, my dear friends, wherever you are on your spiritual journey, wherever that may be, you are welcome here. And my dear friend, here means wherever you make that contact with Unity Minneapolis, regardless if it's in person or virtual as well. We love you, we bless you, and we behold that living presence of the divine within you. Let's affirm together our mission statement. It is found in your order of service. This is our mission statement together. We are a vibrant, inclusive, prosperous spiritual community, inspiring and empowering full expression of the divine within through prayer, education, and service. And now the affirmation for this Advent series is in your order of service. Together. I discover the awakening Christ Spirit within me. And again, I discover the awakening Christ Spirit within me. Let's settle in for the reading of the daily word.
4: We now move deeper into spirit. With the reading of the daily word. As the usher brings down the prayer box, you are invited to mentally add your prayers to the written request in this box. After the service, the prayer box is located in the garden court where you may add your written requests. You may also submit an online prayer request via our website. Your prayers are then prayed with for our prayer ministry for seven days. And then they are forwarded to silent unity where they are prayed with for another 30 days. The word for today is peace. I choose peace. As I continue on, my, on the Advent journey, my thoughts turn to peace. I remember what gives me peace the beauty of a sunset, a comforting hug, and a heartfelt prayer. In those moments, peace encompasses all of my thoughts and feelings, transforming any worries or troubles. I wish to carry that feeling always. I realize I do not have to wait for specific experiences to feel peaceful. I have the power to claim peace at all times and in all situations. I affirm that divine peace is greater than any worldly condition. I remain centered and calm. And don't let minor irritations knock me off center or linger in my awareness. God's peace is my peace forever. The scripture also tells us and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. That's from Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. The word for today, my friends, is...
3: So I invite you to join me in meditation. Just become still. Take that deep breath with me. Feet on the floor, grounded. If you're streaming with us, we also invite you to participate. Silent night, holy night. All is calm and all is bright. I know peace as I hear the first words of this beloved Christmas carol. Silent night, holy night. The peace I feel wells up from the depths of my being. From a place of silence. Silence that is filled with an awareness of God. The peace of God refreshes and restores me each time I visit this inner sanctuary. And as I embody peace, stress and tension, transform into productive energy. For peace shows me there are possibilities for good in every situation and in every relationship. So today, I enter the sanctuary of peace. I enter the sanctuary within, within my heart and I rest in the stillness, in the quiet, in the peace. Silent night, holy night. All is calm and all is bright. We pray with those today that have requested our prayers represented by our prayer box. We pray with our unity prayer ministry, our unity prayer chaplains, our healing ministry, our unity cares ministry, as they continue to hold us in prayer to hold this high watch when we so often forget. So I invite us to take another deep breath again. And as we exhale, let's begin to return to this time and this place, knowing that we have been in the kingdom of God, the kingdom of peace. We say, thank you. Thank you, God.
0: The chore. stay Do you wonder as you watch a mother-
2: That is probably my most favorite of the songs that you will do. Yes. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I think Reverend Mike, Pat's mic's still on. Yo. <laughs> Peace. Peace. Let's try that again. Peace. Second Sunday in Advent, the Sunday of Peace. Um, I think Reverend Pat and I have talked about this a couple of times, several times actually. When When you've done ministry for 19 years, 15 years, whatever it is, you're always looking for something new to say when it comes to special events, special days. Um, And so when we come to the second Sunday in Advent, and it's about peace, you think, what did I say last year? Do I want to repeat what I said last year? No, maybe I don't want to repeat what I said last year. But it was good stuff. So what do I say? Uh, um, Probably 13 years ago now, wow, 13 years ago, uh, in looking for material for Uh, to talk about peace during Advent, Um, I stumbled upon a sermon by a Lutheran pastor, Pastor Edward Mark Court. (laughs) Mark Court. He's out of Seattle. Um, And he posted a number of his sermons on the Internet. And I thought, well, okay, this is Lutheran, probably not going to work real well for unity, but you never know, you know? Our theologies are a little different at times. And especially around East, around Christmas, and Easter, um, but I went and I pulled it up and I I read through it, and I will I have to confess that I have used um, portions of his sermon for the last 13 years. But sometimes someone writes something or or puts says something that just speaks to your heart and is better than you could say it, ultimately. Um, over the years, I've done a, a little bit of, of changes to it. Um, this year I'd like to share with you some of it uh, in my own, in, sort of in my own words. but Pastor Ed started out his sermon by asking the question, "Is the peace of, East, of Christmas, the peace of Christmas, the same as the peace of Jesus Christ? Are they the same?" Good question. Good question. In unity, peace is defined as harmony and tranquility derived from the awareness of Christ consciousness. The awareness of Christ consciousness. So then if you look at that and you say, well, is the peace that we we talk about at Christmas, the peace of Christmas, the same as the peace of Jesus, is it in fact... Derived out of Christ consciousness. So bear with me as we go through Reverend Ed's sermon. He begins by talking about the peace of Christmas. We know it. We we just heard the story and the songs. We've sung the carols. Silent night. It came upon a midnight clear. O holy night. We've seen these songs and we've told these stories about the peace of that evening, that eve, that birth. Now, if you've ever birthed a child, you know there's probably not a whole lot of peace in that process. But surrounding it, there was a peace. There was a peace, an, an, an awareness of a, of a newness, peace of Christmas. There was a, a tranquility in that stable and in that manger. That we reach back into and we hold on to. We look for the prophecies from Isaiah, the words, the images of those prophecies that foretold um, the, the birth, the coming. Things like turning um, swords into plowshares and spears into pruning hooks, and nations won't war against nations again, as the peace of the peace that is the Prince of Peace that is the coming of the Messiah. And that we all, in this time, want to know that peace on a day-to-day basis, on a moment-by-moment living our lives. And so we hold on to that. We come back to Christmas for that, that sense of peace. And then... Reverend Ed said, Pastor Ed, said, then we look outside our window. And what do we see? He tells the story of of a young Norwegian soldier in World War II who had been away from home when he comes back. His family is all gone. They're all dead. They've been killed in the war. He walks out on Christmas Eve, his home alone, and he walks out to the edge of a fjord, and in his despair, he cries out, Glory to God in the highest! And he hears, Highest, highest, highest. Peace on earth! Peace, peace, peace. Pastor Ed asks, is it possible that we reach the point where peace is just an echo of a past? The desire of a past event. And it made me think, and, and also he brings this up, this, the, one of my other favorite carols is, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. They're all, The carols, wild. <laughs> Say it with me. Those of you know it. I heard the bells on Christmas Day. Their are familiar carols play. And wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, good will to men. Do you remember the second verse? It's one we don't sing often in unity, actually. And in despair I bowed my head, there is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth,
4: goodwill
2: to men. And then he sings about the bells, teal- pealing loud and clear, for God is not dead, nor does he sleep, for there is peace on earth, goodwill to men. And I thought about that despair. And when I look out on our world today, how easily it might be to move out of that sense of the peace of Christmas into a sense of despair. Where is it? Where is that peace on earth? Um, and thinking of, of the places on our earth where, today where there, there is no peace. And again, Reverend Ed tells a story. Um, a poignant story uh, about um, Walter Henry in World War I. And he is in the trenches, and it's beginning sundown on Christmas Eve. And he was just getting ready to push the button to trigger mines that would blow up the enemy across the trenches. And then the horn sounds, or the whistle sounds, and that means you can stop. Everything stops for Christmas Eve. And as they're sitting there, he hears a voice across the lines, a beautiful tenor voice, begins to sing in German, Silent Night, Holy Night. And he recognizes the voice. It is his music teacher, Johann Lieber from Munich. And he begins to sing. And the tenor voice on the German lines... Just that little hitch when I think he recognized the voice as well. And then they sang all night long, singing carols to each other. And then the, the rest of the, the men joined them, in German and in English. And then at dawn, the whistle blew. And he hit the button, knowing that he had killed a friend. Pastor Ed says, what's wrong with us? What's wrong with us human beings that we can't get this? That we can't remember that peace that's Christmas? What's wrong with us? In his theology, what's wrong with us is that we are deeply flawed individuals and that we must have a salvation outside of us. In unity, we know better. We are not deeply flawed individuals. We come into this world in perfect potential, carrying the Christ within us. So what happens? I suggest that what happens is we forget. We forget that peace. And Advent and Christmas is a recurring time for us to reach back in and remember, to awaken to that peace that is the peace of the manger, the peace that Mary sings about, the peace of being there at the birth of the Christ Consciousness. And what has happened for us too often in that forgetting is we've left the peace of the Christ in the manger. And it hasn't grown up. It stayed that peace in the manger. Jesus didn't stay there. Jesus grew up. And he brought to our world an expanded understanding of what that peace means. It begins with our awareness of the Christ within, the Christ that we are. That is what it's based on. That's what comes out of the manger, the out of Mary, out of that birth. And then it requires us to build on it. It requires us to see that Christ in everything Everyone. It requires he... Pastor Ed also goes back into Isaiah and pulls another quote. Peace shall be established with justice and righteousness. Peace is built from that center of knowing who we are and then stepping out, being driven. He uses a a wonderful... It's an old Budweiser. The two Clydesdales pulling the sleigh. The sleigh of peace and the two horsepower of justice and righteousness. Justice being to be concerned with fairness, the desire for fairness for all that move and live and have its being. And then righteousness is having right relationship with ourselves and with everything around us. They're a tandem pair pulling the sled of peace that has been birthed out of Christmas. We are called to do that. We are called to let Jesus grow up. We are called to let that peace deepen and expand. It begins with us. It begins with us, within me, within you. It can't just stay there. It has to grow. I want to end this <clears throat> today with a reading, and Eden, I hope I do it justice. It's a poem by Maya Angelou. I believe you've probably heard this before. Thunder rumbles in the mountain passes and lightning rattles the eaves of our houses. Floodwaters await us in our avenues. Snow falls upon snow, falls upon snow, to avalanche upon unprotected villages. The sky slips low and gray and threatening. We question ourselves. What have we done to so affront nature? We worry God. Are you there? Are you there really? Does the covenant you made with us still hold? Inside this climate of fear and apprehension, Christmas enters, streaming lights of joy, ringing bells of hope, and singing carols of forgiveness high up in the bright air. The world is encouraged to come away from rancor, come the way of friendship. It is the glad season. Thunder ebbs to silence. Lightning sleeps quietly in the corner. corner. Floodwaters recede into memory. Snow becomes a yielding cushion to aid us as we make our way to higher ground. Hope is born again in the faces of children. It rides on the shoulders of our aged as they walk into their sunsets. Hope spreads around the earth brightening all things, even hate, which crouches, breeding in dark corridors. In our joy, we think we hear a whisper. At first, it's too soft, and then only half heard. We listen carefully. As it gathers strength, we hear a sweetness. The word is peace. It is loud now. It is louder, louder than the explosion of bombs. We tremble at the sound. We are thrilled by its presence. It is what we have hungered for. Not just the absence of war, but true peace. A harmony of spirit. A comfort of courtesies. Security for our beloveds and their beloveds. We clap hands and welcome the peace of Christmas. We beckon this good season to wait a while with us. We, Baptist and Buddhist, Methodist and Muslim, say, Come, peace. Come and fill us and our world with your majesty. We, the Jew, the Janist, the Catholic, and the Confucian, implore you to stay a while with us so we may learn. By your shining light, how to look beyond complexion and see community. It is Christmas time, a halting of hate time. On this platform of peace, we can create a language to translate ourselves to ourselves and to each other. In this holy instant, we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ into the great religions of the world. We jubilate the precious advent of trust. We shout with glorious tongues at the coming of hope. All the earth's tribes loosen their voices to celebrate the promise of peace. We angels and mortals, believers and non-believers, look heavenward and speak the word aloud, peace. We look at our world, and speak the word aloud. Peace. And we with we say without shyness or apology or hesitation, peace, my brother. Peace, my sister. Peace, my soul. If peace of Christmas is to be the peace of our way shower, Jesus. It's up to us. Peace.
4: We have a new friend Mm -hmm. under the drums today. This is David Mm Stanick. And you're probably noticing the bass chair is empty. Dave Bergetta's in Florida, and we had Ian Young booked, and he got a booster shot, and it's just kind of taken him down for an extra day. So we are here. Yeah, we are.
5: I could hear them wondering.
6: What's
0: happening? Well, I was going to play.
3: We feel like we can have Christmas now. Yeah, two of my favorite hymns this morning. Thank you. This is a time of year when we invite you to make a year-end gift. We invite you not only to make that year in gift, but we invite you to do that over and above your normal giving. This is part of our budgeting process each and every year, and we are looking this year, as we did last year, for 100% participation. So we invite you to make that gift, and Carol Johnson makes a gift for year-end giving, and she is going to share why she does that. That was the cue, Carol, why she does that. (laughs) Love you, Carol.
5: Good morning. Peace on Earth. This was the topic on a Sunday my first year that I had found Unity Minneapolis. It was in 1987. And I had been transformed by the teachings of Charles Fillmore and the study of the New Thought Movement. I was more than ready to sign on to whatever tactic, program, or discipline that was about to be revealed to me. My soul was fertile for these truths. And I wasn't even discouraged when I learned that the work was an inside job, that true change is only possible when done from within including that seductive concept of peace on earth 30 years later i still believe deeply in these unity principles and i feel and i find i need continual reminding and refreshing of these truths unity's sunday church services classes and rallies are all ways that i nurture my spiritual growth But there has been no greater vehicle to my spiritual evolution than the tool of tithing you see i have a lot of emotion around the energy of money i can make up a lot of stories about its importance and meaning and its purpose the discipline of tithing holds me accountable to my word so why am i giving over and above my monthly practice and making a year-end gift this December? Well, it's an act of appreciation for this community's multitude of options to learn and pray during this past unprecedented year of lockdowns, violence, and fear. I was so grateful to the adjustment to Zoom classes, online services, and Lori's Thursday happy hour concerts. You see, The news wants me to think that things are getting bad, not good. But I am committed to the belief that there is only one power and one presence in the universe. God, the good, the omnipotent. And I am responsible for creating my experience here on this earth. My year end gift is my investment in this truth of good active in my world in our world thank you
3: bravo thank you there are numerous ways that you can make that year-end gift you can do that with an envelope that's in front of you drop a check in it leave it in our receptacle as you leave the sanctuary you can also do a uh, qr code in your program that will take you to a secured site and you can make a gift there as well You can also mail a check to our church here as well. And those of you that are online, we'll take you to a secured website to make that gift. Let us affirm together our church offertory blessing. Together, divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. Amen. Mm-hmm. Bless the gifts that's been received in the mail this week. We bless all of those participating in our consistent giving program, our unexpected income program. We bless all of those making this year in gift knowing that we send it forth to fulfill our vision and mission of a transformed world. Thank you. Thank you God. And so it is. Amen. Inviting our on-duty unity prayer chaplains to please stand. These individuals arrived early, and they held sacred space in the sanctuary. Today, they're here to hold that sacred space with you. If you have a prayer request, by all means, seek out a Unity Prayer Chaplain. Thank you for your service, and you may be seated. On Friday, an email message was sent about an upcoming change in the health protocols here at Unity Minneapolis. Beginning Sunday, December the 19th, all who enter our building and our age eligible to be COVID-19 vaccinated, will be required to be fully vaccinated. Masks will also continue to be required. Other venues in the Twin Cities have similar requirements, but what ultimately brought us, us meaning our board, our regathering team and staff leadership, to this decision is our commitment first and foremost to your safety, to our safety, and to live the mission and vision and values here at Unity Minneapolis. Our mission is to empower full expression of the divine within through prayer, education, and service. We are in service when we care for the safety of each other. Our vision is a world transformed by love, peace, and compassion. We show compassion as we strive for a safe space for all who enter our building and our doors. One of our core values is welcoming. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you're welcome here. And here is wherever you connect with Unity Minneapolis, in person or online, all remain welcome as part of our larger congregation. A registration table is in the garden court on Sundays to confirm your vaccine status. You'll receive a permanent name tag that remains with you to enter the building without providing verification each time. These decisions are not easy. And we believe this decision supports the safety as our first priority as who we are as Unity Minneapolis. And I just want to speak from my heart for a moment. I believe with all my heart that this was the right decision to make. Was it an easy decision? No. Sometimes right is not necessarily easy. And in my wanting to please everybody at the same time, which is impossible, there's a program I'm working on for that, which is impossible, I know that it's the right decision to make. You know, one of the things that attracted to me to this teaching was the individualism of it. Yes, I could believe spiritually what I wanted to believe. Nobody was gonna tell me how I had to do it. And so many of you, I know you, so many of you entered these doors the same way. We had been told too long on what to believe and how to believe it. And we found it very refreshing to find a teaching such as this. As an individual, you get to make those decisions about yourself, whether to be vaccinated or not vaccinated. As a family, you get to decide that for your family, whether to be vaccinated or not vaccinated. That you get to do. This is bigger than that. This is a facility. This is a congregation that supports about 500 members and about additional 1,000 friends here at Unity Minneapolis. Friends, non-members, that still show up one way or the other. So this is bigger than the individual, bigger than the family. This is about your safety. And this was not necessarily an easy decision. But it was the right decision to make. I know I have already been blessed to receive emails. Can you imagine that? (laughs) And I want you to hear me. I respect the difference of opinion, I respect the right that you have to this opinion. And I have served this community for 15 years. And this decision did not come lightly. And regardless of how you feel about it, and regardless of what decision you make about it, know that I love you. I will always love you. And that it is really hard for me to hear some of these remarks. And it's really hard for our board, our governance team, and our staff that's elected by you, elected by you, to make hard decisions like this. I believe that it is the right decision to make. And I see more and more churches moving in this direction and certainly venues around the Twin Cities that move in this direction. So my request, All of us, peace on earth, peace. And words have so much power. Peace, my request of all of us to hold this in prayer, to love, to love those that have different opinions, to know that it's not either or, it's both and. And I am so grateful that whatever decision you make, that you are still welcome here. I am blessed that we have a streaming service. Each and every Sunday morning, you can stream with us. And if you choose to be totally vaccinated, you can be with us right here in this sanctuary. Hold me in prayer. Hold our other leaders, spiritual leaders in prayer, our board in prayer, as we continue to go through these very, very challenging times. You get it? You get it? Yeah. Thank you. Now I make a year in gift, OK? <laughs> I want to also appreciate someone that has held the high watch for our youth and family ministry, and that's Cassidy Meeks. Cassidy Meeks, come right on in, okay?
6: Thank you, Reverend Pat. I just want you to know that we have a great time with your kiddos. This is a fabulous time to be at Unity Minneapolis. We're talking about the Christmas story. We're doing Advent. They're going to get the unity take on things, which is so powerful, And know that, you know, today we're talking about angels and when we get our divine messages from God, like the shepherds did. And so I just invite you to bring your kids, we love having them, if you're not ready to be in the building We've definitely got Zoom as well. So just know that that's all available. We got the times up on the website. The older, the middle schoolers and high schools will meet at 1130. um, And we're working through the Eye of the Storm series. So that is the foundation basics of unity written by unity ministers. And we're talking about taking divine and inspired action today. So join us and know that we are holding each and every one of you families in love and light.
3: Thank you, Cassidy Meeks. Thank you. Thank you. I want to do a special shout out for our decor team. Our decor team, right. each and every year, they just continue to, they continue to do, to outdo themselves. And I can remember when I first arrived <clears throat> uh, several years ago, was I was like, what? I was so curious about what they were gonna do. What, what are they gonna do? And I wanted to get involved in all of that. Guys, I just love walking in here the day after and looking at this and going, yeah, exhale, Reverend Pat. Exhale. It's just fabulous. So I'm so grateful. Okay, how are you doing out there? And we love you that are streaming with us today. We really love you. Let's appreciate those streaming. Okay, yes, thank you. All of our wonderful camera people, all of our volunteers, we're grateful to them as well. Let's stand together for our prayer for protection and our peace song. I'm going to invite Reverend Tony to the platform, and Reverend Kevin had the audacity to take off today. Can you (laughs) believe that? Let us know together our prayer for protection and then our peace song. Together we know that the The light light of of God God surrounds
2: us. us. I am am
3: light. The The love love of of God enfolds us. us. I I am am love. love. The power of God protects us. us. I I am power. And the The presence presence of of God God watches over us. us. I I am am presence. presence Wherever we are,
2: God is.
3: And all is is well.
0: the shepherd boy